You are listening to the Physio Accelerator Podcast with Trish Wisby-Roth. Podcast 16, work-related injuries, ticking everybody's goals. Now, in private practice, when treating patients with work-related injuries, there's usually more than just two of you in the goal-setting and return-to-work and aspirational goals that go with the rehabilitation process. Occupational therapists, psychologists, possibly medical specialists may all be part of the picture. So as a physio involved with the patient's rehab and a return to work program, if you don't have a game plan, it really can become very quickly overwhelming because everyone has goals that they want to tick. So they want to feel that what you're focusing on with the patient is going along their goals and everybody's goals aren't always um, going in the same direction or at the same speed. So it can be very daunting as the physiotherapist stuck in the middle to provide a really comprehensive biopsychosocial approach because there is so much input coming from a variety of directions. So very often in private practice in those first few years, it this kind of complex web of what do I need to do when somebody's injured to make sure I do all the right things medico-legally as well as for the insurance company as well for the worker. It's really important to have a strategic strategy, excuse me, <coughs> moving forward and setting aside time in both the treatment session and for case conferencing to flag hurdles, issues, and plan positive solutions. I can't stress that enough. Talking to the patient within the treatment session about attitudes, about plans, about goals is a really, really important part of their rehabilitation. Uh, And also putting aside and factoring payment for case conferencing because Early on, if everybody is on the same page with the same goals, it makes a huge difference to the beliefs of the worker and also the positive feel of that early rehab stage. Now, in the first few weeks, the initial rehab sessions usually focus on getting a handle on differential diagnosis, um, getting a bit of control on pain and function levels and using that information to design both a flare-up strategy and functional pacing program. That stays just the same with someone with work-related injuries. But in those first two to three weeks, it's really important to take time to chat to the patient about their job duties, about their current capabilities, If they enjoyed their job pre-injury, that's quite an important one. It's really important to try to understand the known facts as well as their feelings and beliefs about returning to work or progressing to normal duties. If you can talk to them and recognise the things that they're concerned about, you can put things in your rehab strategy to build their confidence that they can you know, walk up steps 
or they can squat to a certain amount with a certain amount of weight repetitively. Or when they go back, you can talk to um, a rehab coordinator about adjusting the workplace. So I think looking at what their concerns and what's front of mind um, really can give you some very good goals about what to address early on to make those positive um, reinforcement that going back to work won't be a negative thing for their rehab. Now, these factors are again classified as coloured flags, um, but if you can change that situation, particularly early on, from, you know, a fear or a negative thing to a more positive goal-focused um, activity within rehab, then you change the, even a blue or black flag to a pink flag. But so I'll go through what they, they are. And some things can be changed so, and some things can't. And so as a physio and in a rehab setting with all patients, but particularly work-related, you know, you aim to um, influence and change the things you can, but also to identify the things that that you aren't able to change. And either that has to be accepted or you early on get outside help to help with with those issues. So blue flags encompass personal factors of the patient that are related to how they function in the workplace. So these factors are usually portrayed in negative terms such as return to work fears or misconceptions of the return to work process, previous expenses experiences of workmates that have been really negative or negative case scenarios that they've heard at a party or by neighbours or by friends. So it sets up a preconceived idea that it's going to be a difficult, painful and troubling experience getting back to work. And it's where you can build confidence in their rehab strategies, building their strength and confidence, but also uh, getting some confidence with chatting to the case manager to make sure the things that they're concerned about, if they can be changed, have been addressed early on. So it's like having a flare-up protocol for their work-related emotional um, worries. Now, blue flags also encompass fears of work that it will create further injury or that job tasks are now too difficult for them to ever get back to. So these kind of fears and belief that that um, work will damage them, really, they have to be recognised and 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 altered in a goal based strategy. If it is in fact true that that's the case, then intervention by a OT who can do a workplace assessment or a physio or talk to um, the rehab coordinator early on to flag these issues um, can make the job easier for you on the rehab side of things. And black flags really are barriers of return to work that are usually often rigid and are fixed, meaning that they're outside the control of the rehab team and the patient themselves. So these can be many and varied, and it's good to discuss them 
early on. What's your end game? Where do, what do you need to get back to? Will you be able to get back to that? Is that possible and realistic to be able to get back to there to that job? If not, what are some of the alternatives? And know that all of the answers to all of those questions, particularly black flags that are rigid and unable to be changed, it's it's really outside of your job description. But but flagging them and letting the rehab coordinator know, the GP, the OT, someone else, so that you get a multidisciplinary team around you with work-related injuries, allows you to do the best job you can with with a biopsychosocial rehab strategy, but it also stops you being swamped by trying to deal with everything physical, psychological and um, work-based. You know, some of these uh, black flags may be things such as they have a very heavy job and there's no light duties. And so getting them back to their job is challenging because the employer reports there's no light duties for them, they're back to full lifting. Again, this needs to be dealt with in a case management scenario with a team because really an investigation of what that can be done at the work or alternative duties it needs to be um, instigated not by yourself. But if you flagged it, it's going to help getting them back to some type of activity in that um, early to mid rehab phase. One of the other issues that is really often challenging and I see as one of the big black flags is when the worker is having conflict with the insurance company which um, is creating anger and emotional and sleep issues. Sometimes it can be the insurance company or sometimes it can be the, um, the attitudes of of work supervisors or workmates. Now that could be a blue flag because they're worried about that happening or it actually does happen and and the worker feels victimised. Now that creates really significant psychosocial factors that need to be addressed, but you flagging them and letting the rehab team know that they are affecting the recovery of the worker is enough for the case manager or rehab coordinator to then look at the industrial relations or look at a work assessment or a psychologist. So don't feel that when you recognise or or flag something, they all have to be your, your job to fix because you're you're not the fix at all. You're the person there helping to set the functional goals, in, in increasing their confidence in their own body and into the movement patterns that that they need for for work and for life. I would probably say um, when we come down to workers workers compensation work related at, attitudes, you know, if someone is feeling anxious. If you give them a game plan, so a really good progressed functional program with pacing strategy and a fair up 
flare-up strategy, that gives them confidence. So anxiety, you need to build confidence. If they're depressed, you need to give them hope. And the way you can build hope for someone is show them the steps and get them to agree that those steps are achievable. And not too many steps at a time, but steps that are achievable that they can do just over the next two weeks and then look at it after that. So giving someone who's depressed hope makes a big difference. The one that is greatest to struggle with is anger. If someone is very angry that they've been injured, angry with the insurance company, um, that's I think that's the most challenging uh, kind of blue flag to deal with and often you know, if, if the person can't come to terms with it, either with you chatting to them and, and reframing the situation or talking to a psychologist, it can become a black flag because it can be something that is really hard to budge if the, if the patient themselves won't let go of that anger. But I think it's really important to flag it and I'll often bring up with the patient, you know, it appears you you seeming really angry about this. How is that affecting your sleep? How is it affecting your home life? How is it affecting your eating? And is there, you know, some help you can get or is this can you see any solutions? Because getting them involved in the solution process can be really important. Again, I can't state it enough that, you know, talking and spending time talking to the patient as part of the rehab strategy is really important. Hands-on can be really worthwhile in the first four weeks with just, you know, you start off with a little bit of exercise at the beginning, but by about four weeks, exercise and the rehab strategies should be be most of your your sessions rather than a a lot of passive hands-on. So I think make sure that you see talking and all these goal settings and psychosocial things are really pivotal treatment strategies. So a good way to put this all together and to treat the patient as a whole is using what I call from issues, uh, sorry, from information and from goals. This will give you a really good game plan. Now, I know that sounds foreign, so I'm just going to explain it to you. And usually I'll put on my assessment sheet F-R-O-M and fill out against it if not in the initial assessment, depends on how much time you've got, but really over the next couple of weeks. So within those first two to three weeks, uh, you have time while you're treating the patient to build up communication and goals that the patient can be involved in. But the trick is get to getting the best possible buy-in from the patient is by using this from approach. So what that means is F stands for family. So you talk to them about their family and their home life, what things they need to get better at or need to improve to feel home issues related to their injury are heading in the right direction. And then put down some rehab and pacing goals towards that. And if there are, uh, you know, uh, 
a blue flag or black flag that you feel you, you can't influence, then flag it with a rehab coordinator. So the next letter is R, and R is for recreation. So what are their leisure and sporting activities? What do they want to get back to? At what level and what intensity? Because they're things that will give them those pink flags, make them feel positive, that they're heading somewhere, will clear their mind, it will um, re-energise them. So from what they want to get back to and the intensity levels, you can isolate out a few functional movement patterns that are needed to start working towards achieving those goals and put those exercises in your rehab strategy. So what it means is then with the exercise you're doing, what are the things they need to get back to with the family? What do they want to get back to that is their leisure activity? Now that might be getting back to high level soccer, or it may be getting back to fishing or even dancing, or kicking the ball around with their kids. So your goals will be different, but the movement patterns, it gives you a clear idea of what you want to get back to. So the third letter of the FROM approach is occupation. So we've spoken quite a bit about that um, in this podcast already, but over those first few weeks, you're going to really ask specific questions about the easiest and the hardest parts of their day in relation to their physical issues. Because when you start getting them back into a work-related activity, uh, sorry, getting them back to work in a part-time um, capacity, knowing when is the easiest time for them in their physical day that they can cope with that quite well uh, that's a good time to start them so it may be you know from 10 a.m till to 1 p.m or it may be early evening or early morning and I would here also take into account the traffic because if you're getting them to just do two hours of work but they're going in when the traffic is worst and that you know increases their travel time from one hour to two and a half hours you see that could provoke it so looking at what is the right time when you're starting to get them back to work what are the strength intensity cardiovascular fitness and the movement patterns that are needed for them to do their normal job and what are some of the alternative duties or depending on the injury and if there's enough black flags that they can't get back to their job is really thinking about what are the alternative job training if that is available for them because that often will take some contemplating if it means that they will need to change the direction of, uh, of their job and therefore that may involve some, some training. I think it's really important when you look at this, these areas, F-R-O-M, so family, recreation, occupation, to um, be proactive at requesting rehab providers, occupational therapists, GPs, psychologists, support from early on um, to address, you know, thought and work-related hurdles. If you can flag them early on, and look at a positive, proactive approach, then very often the insurance companies are, are 
the keenest to help early on because the stats do show that the longer someone is off work, the harder it is to get them back to work. And the reality is not all hurdles can be overcome, but if you have a combination as a therapist and in your rehab strategies to adapt, to accept, and then to find an alternative, it's a great attitude for the worker to develop and you really can foster this by giving some objectivity about what you can um, adapt so that so that they cope, limitations that are accepted, limitations that can be progressed and, and, and improved, and then looking at alternative ways of doing the same thing. And finally, with the, the from concept, so that the M is, so it's family, recreation, occupation, and the M is message. So over the first couple of weeks of treating the patient and developing rehab strategies, what are the key few messages you hear from their discussions about work duties and the rehab plan? What are the things that come up that you seem to start thinking, oh, these these are the things that concern them or they're worried about or you're concerned about their attitude towards them? If there's any of these blue or black flags identified here and discussed with the patient, um, then if they're not easily overcome, a case conference is a really important part of the rehab process. And I think physios don't get involved enough in case conferences because the the onus is not only on you. It's often a team approach to get somebody back to work. So it's important for you and the worker to have the, the support they need to tick all of those return to work goals. And it's not all on your shoulders. So you know, use communication and seeking team advice from a case conference or from a key person in the rehab team can optimise your rehab plan for the worker. And also, it can create a positive working environment as early as possible for that worker. Because very often, that pathway of returning to previous duties, alternative duties, or even job retraining can have many pitfalls, but the sooner you understand the possible hurdles and have an intervention plan for with your rehab strategy and your patient, but also flagging those and getting other professionals to help deal with it, Um, it can make a huge difference in the end positive outcome and also not only the stress levels on the patient but also um, minimising the stress levels on you as a therapist dealing with the patient, uh, the key stakeholders and the insurance company. So hopefully that gives you a few ideas about how to deal with work-related issues to get optimal outcomes. But always, it's very important that you seek help when you need to and um, don't take all the problems onto your shoulders. Be objective about what you can help change and what needs 
other skilled professionals' um, advice and intervention. Physio Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to find out more about what we do, head to thephysioaccelerator.com. Forget to sign up for our email list for more great insights from Trish and information about our upcoming courses. If you think of a friend or a colleague who would benefit from listening to this podcast, make sure you send it their way. We'll see you next time.